When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You couldn't really get away with the impression of, like, how they wanted to market black women. I literally can barely use whatever that is myself. It's yeah. like a hair body. <laughs> yes. Three two face, like, all in, like, ten in one, and I'm just there, like, all right, if I can barely use this, like, <laughs> I dread to think, so, yeah. One thing I'm, I'm hoping for is, like, the... the um, as many strides that we're making on stage is that we continue to make those strides off stage. Hi guys, welcome back to As Seen In. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm Tati. I'm Kaylee. Uh, we talk about all things film, TV, music, entertainment. So if you like that, make sure you stick around. Yes, just stick around. It's um, also putting me off because we haven't got one on both of us today. So you're going to have to look at us separately, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a guest today. We have a very special guest. Um, um, today we are talking to the one and only Tanisha Spring. One and only. Um, you may have seen her in The Prince of Egypt, Beautiful, The Carol King Musical, Little Shop of Horrors, Confessions, Groundhog Day, The Musical, and most recently, Moulin Rouge on the West End. Tanisha, welcome. How are you? Hi. Thanks. What, like, you have done so much. How has that been? Good. I know I've been really lucky. Yeah. Like, I kind of fell into the industry and literally have done amazing work and met amazing people so I can't complain you know when you say fell in how does one fall into the west end <laughs> so my, I was originally in music okay. at the time and my I got dropped from my label really sad um so fail pop star um <laughs> this is your struggling artist we've mentioned that <laughs> um but my friend at the time I was like I need to make some money yeah. um because obviously I was on retainer from the label and mm. I was like, well, I need, I've got to pay my bills. I've got mm. to figure out a way to do that. And my friend was auditioning for Beautiful at the time. Mm. And he had like an audition that week and I emailed the casting director and they had like a cancellation. This was like the Tuesday, had a cancellation on the Thursday and then went in and got the job. That was it? I mean, I, I say that was it. There was like five rounds. Okay. And, you, and then it's just <laughs> snowballed from there? Yeah, That's kind of. Wild. Yeah. And every job I'm like, yeah, I think this is my last musical. <laughs> Now, well, now I'm starting to take it seriously. Now, now this is yeah. I'm really enjoying life. You, like from your accolades, I would have assumed accolades. you've like been wanting to be in musicals forever. No, do you know what? When I was growing up, I'd only ever seen The Lion King. Yeah, with Alexia Kadima's Nala, who's amazing, iconic. Yes, for Alexia Kadima. Um, but I didn't really know anything about musical theatre, and then I thought that was the only thing that my typecast could do. So yes. I wasn't going to base a career on that. Yeah, as fun as it would be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it wasn't really on the list of things. And then when I started doing musical theatre and then I started seeing more because my friends were in it, mm. I was like, ah, oh, there's so much here. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole land of theatre. So you didn't do any sort of drama school training or anything? I went to dance school. Okay. Because I was really shy and I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted <laughs> to be Janet Jackson. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, because I, um, I was really shy and wanted to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I went for two years and sorry to anybody who's watching who went to the or knows of them. There mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't a very good okay. school. Ooh. But we had some really good teachers that imparted okay. some great advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I went started I just started doing backing singing from there. Nice. And then kind of like I I did thriller actually, tell a lie. Okay, nice. I did thriller and I was a dancer in the first year and they were like we kind of want everyone to renew. And I was like, mm-hmm. actually, I think I want to stay in London and sing. Mm-hmm. They gave me the cover for the female lead. Mm-hmm. I think because I was cheaper than two people, I wasn't very good. My audition was horrendous. Right. <laughs> it was so bad, but I worked really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of then fell out of that into music mm. and then kind of circled back round. I mean, you say that you just fell into musical theatre, but listening to you describe all of that, shows how much like your effort has compounded over the years. I mean, there's definitely like interchangeable things that meant that I was able to do it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that was the end of that sentence. I thought it was more like... How was it how was your experience being in the like the music industry? Because we have heard that I mean I'm I'm a black woman but I'm not in the music industry. So I don't know what that experience is like, but we've heard it's probably not it's not the greatest. It's, <laughs> it was like, I was with Ireland. I loved Ireland. They're amazing. But you couldn't really get away with the impression of like how they wanted to market black women mm. and the conversations around that and keep having to recheck your myself and mm. go, no, you are okay. Mm. Um, and impression about how they want you to sound, mm. how they want you to look. I remember going in for... It was a mixed group and I, I was, remember going into for a meeting with marketing about our hair and what we were going to do into styling and stuff. And I was like, they're going to make me either do box braids or shave my head. Oh my God. And at that time I was like, my hair's out. I'm quite lazy. So when my, mm. I, had, I had relaxer for years mm. and then went on tour and it grew out because I did nothing to it. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is good. I don't have to do anything. Mm, yeah. So I just had my hair. And they were like, oh, it's a bit too 80s. But this is how it goes out my head. Oh, it's a bit too 80s. As if yeah. it's a trend. Yeah. Like, have... was it, what era was Afros? I'm lying. Yeah. 70s or whatever. Uh, but also, like, so? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, well, let me let pave the relevant. way. Yeah. But they literally wanted me to either have box braids, which I didn't want, yeah. or um, shave my head. And that, that was the two that, options. That's what they said. Yeah. Right. This is just wild to Yeah, me. so you have to constantly, like, go, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like what people do don't do? realise that you can't just do what you want. Like you want to be able to just go into the music industry and do what you want, but I feel like it's so much more than that. And yeah. I think you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I think you have to have an extra layer of, actually I think just generally in this industry, extra layer of this is what I want to do. Yeah. Mm. This it might be what you've seen and what you feel is right. But mm. I think those people stand out and make a massive difference to the industry yeah. when they're mm. able to do that. Yeah, definitely. So now you're, in the West End, and you're playing Satine in Moulin Rouge, which isn't a character that's typically been a black woman in the past. Yes. How has that experience been behind the scenes? And then also like the reception you've gotten from that? The team are unbelievably amazing. Like, even when I, I originally did it with the first cast and I was, I was alternate and I didn't mm. think I would get it mm. because of the impression of like, colorism is a thing. Yeah. Mm that it, it's always been a thing yeah, and still is a thing mm-hmm. that people sometimes don't really recognise. Mm-hmm. And at that time I'd done my research and they were only employing mixed race women to be Satine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, it's unlikely I'm going to get this. But then I walked into the room and they was, we none of us looked alike. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I had no aspirations to like, 
yeah, I really want to be in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I just went to auditions, yeah. seeing how it was. And yeah. I was sold by then. Mm. Um, and now taking over the role, I'm the first dark-skinned woman to take over. First of all, I, was a dark, I think I was the first dark-skinned woman to play at all. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm the first dark-skinned woman pictured in all the adverts and stuff, which is, and I know people probably don't actually even notice or realise, but the show is in, what, seven? I think there's seven productions mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. And for every show, there's at least four satines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's massive, especially it's growing huge. up being told you're not that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah, if it does, it makes me feel proud. And especially with my, my nieces and stuff. Mm-hmm being able to see that the different, not that anyone want to grow up and be a French courtesan, but like. <laughs> if you never know. Eh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they Maybe wanted to, the they now could. Exactly. <laughs> but seeing me do all these, these different characters that aren't necessarily black female characters. Mm-hmm. And even, I hope they never want to go into acting. I hope they get proper jobs. But the fact that <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they see they can see a different example of yeah. what they could be. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of a lot actually to do with when I take jobs is I do think about them. Yeah. Mm, I feel that. Cause like I'm 24 years old, but I still feel that like, I don't know why I'm like, oh, I feel like I can see myself up there in the some way, shape or form. Like, Cause I think it's just, sometimes I just think because we don't talk about colorism, mm. I think it's, it's just me sometimes knowing it's not, but think yeah. cause nobody else seems to see it or like, recognize it but then I'll get messages from people and go oh no that like my little self would be really happy with this too no honestly that's amazing I feel like the West End scene just like the London theatre scene is a lot more it's come a long way I feel like it's a Mm -hmm. lot more diverse a lot more inclusive like we saw um, a musical the other day called The Little Big Things and apparently that's amazing it was just it was really? just incredible. I cried my eyes out. It was so incredible. It was so good. Like, I, I really love the that. way that we are like moving in yeah. as as an industry. Um, so yeah, that's that's really amazing. To Have hear. you guys been watching that? Um, I don't know what channel it is. I want to say ITV or something. The new looking for the new Sophie oh, in no. Mamma Mia. <laughs> I, seen I mean, that. the program. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Not great, but <laughs> I just find it really interesting. But the point was that this, there's casting Sophie and Sky, and they don't all look like you know skinny blonde Sophies and Skies, which I thought was really good. Yeah. So I was like, if I switch this on, I just see a bunch of blonde people. I'm gonna be really annoyed. Yeah. Um, but I was quite pres- pleasantly surprised. So I do think, yeah, the West End is we, moving because we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, I, it, we're so lucky to be. Uh, are, you, are you guys from London? Yeah. Like we're surrounded by such like a melting pot of yeah. people mm-hmm. and cultures yeah. that mm. when I walk out of theatre, I want to see, when I walk into a theatre, I want to see kind of what we're working with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the yeah. actual, actual place. Obviously there's, yeah. there's certain shows that are completely allowed not to be because mm. that's the whole point. Mm. But especially yeah. with older pieces, we don't, we've seen that. Let's yeah. try something different. Yeah. Like it's one my- thing I'm, I'm hoping for is like the, the, um, as many strides we're making on stage is that we continue to make those strides off stage mm-hmm. yeah. um, with the creatives and the, and the people you're speaking to, because not so much in theatre, no, in theatre as well, but like in film and um, filming things, like the conversations I have to have about my hair is so boring. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can imagine. I can, so like when will people be able to just 
do whatever they want with their hair. Just exist. Why must it always be a topic of conversation? Oh, my favourite is when I sit in a chair and they go, okay, that's great. Yeah, it's like, they just you have wave their hands. <laughs> Which sometimes I'm thankful for. If you don't yeah. know, leave it alone. <laughs> I hear so many yeah. stories though of like black models, for example, yeah. in Fashion Week, they have to do their own makeup. Yeah. They don't, they like, they'll have makeup artists doing everyone's makeup mm -hmm. but every black model has to do their own makeup trust me reason. i can't always carry mine just in case what i'm not even good at makeup but i like i will carry mine just in case it's just ridiculous that is literally insane it is just ridiculous yeah i think like i had an example the other day i was at um some spa sort of thing and in the changing rooms they had a bunch of hair products and they had Cantu as well, which is like for Afro hair. And I was like, this is just, I was so blown away. Mm, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Even though it should be it's, the standard. Yeah, like bare minimum. It should be the bare minimum. But yeah. I was like, I feel so included. Yes. <laughs> I don't even have my Afro out right now, but I was like, this is just amazing. Especially and, when like most of the time they get your head shot. So they know what you look like. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that only happened because in the staff that it was a very diverse staff there were black women in the staff yeah. and i know that when they were going through like testing and inviting people down someone must have said like hey i've seen you've got tresemme but there's not there's nothing for people with my type of hair yeah so it starts from the top 100 really really hotels does. need to get on that hotels i mean hotels, hotels i mean uh, <laughs> literally can barely use whatever that is myself it's yeah. like a hair body <laughs> yes. toothpaste like all in like 10 in one and i'm just there like all right if i can barely use this like i dread to think so yeah guys to all hotels in the world <laughs> Get on toothpaste it. is wild toothpaste. wild can you imagine they're like it's literally all in one don't worry like, <laughs> this three in one business needs yeah. to be scrapped yeah right i didn't get the three in one but sure <laughs> if claudia winkleman can use head and shoulders two in one <laughs> maybe i can um yeah would you be able to take us through a typical day in the life of what it's like for you on a show day on a one show day or two show day Ooh, a two show day. Yeah. Two show. Wake up, go to work. No, <laughs> no. Um, Rise and grind. Yeah. Right. Um, generally, I try to get up as early as I can while prioritizing sleep, which is a new thing because for some reason I could thought I could survive in four hours sleep a night. It's not okay, guys. I mean, you'll look fine, but your nervous system will go crazy. Um, so I can't try and get up as early as I can, drink enough water, do some sort of like exercise or like mobility things um like in the summer i'll go for a run oh nice i don't really like running i just like the effects of yeah i'm not a person that like wakes up and i'm on like it takes me a while <laughs> no, to wind up i had this conversation with someone the other day no one likes running i can't no, people so do. convinced no people they, do no they're lying <laughs> no you guys are just gonna be different no. no because in summer no. in summer on its nice day and people are walking your dolls and you're like hey mm. hey it's like it's nice i can do that as a fast walk i don't need to <laughs> yeah. be running and doing that you know I'm a walker but sure, sure like i'll believe you guys my cousin yeah, so i can imagine people like it all year round yeah it's In funny that I started running because <laughs> this is really random. Mo Farah yeah. won the cube. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And I was convinced it was because he was a long distance runner. <laughs> so he's run, yeah, because he's breathing and things like that. I, I used yeah. to like do sports, so I used to sprint. Like, mm-hmm. 100 meters, that's where you get. Oh, I like sprinting. It, 100 meters. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that makes sense, right? Yeah. But I never comprehended like no. doing a half marathon or marathon no. until no. my Farrah won the game. <laughs> I saw a tweet which was like, do people who run marathons know that it's not mandatory? No, like, no <laughs> like, one's asking you to do that. No one said. No one's asking you. I think you. they get bribed because of charity. I got bribed to do one because of half a half marathon okay and then i've done two since okay. because what we, because we raised so much money okay, okay fine there's an old there's a different yeah. goal there yeah yeah, yeah. marathon that nah. charity but, ones are 100 percent again but you can still just raise the money for charity without the marathon no but people won't really give them oh, okay they like fine. to see you're like working hard fine fine right. I do get that. it's a bit warped when you think about it, yeah? it it's really like yeah warped. you'll be in pain 10 pounds <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they okay. must really support them. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> my biggest supporters. Yeah, one of my cousins loves running. She calls. She's like runners high as real. Yeah, yeah. Someone she told me just that too. loves it. So. I mean, the sense of accomplishment yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something about like doing something uncomfortable that is. It just does something to your brain. It does, especially first thing in the morning. Like. Yeah. You That's do it, what, and then your day's like, well, it doesn't matter. I went yeah, for a run. Like, I'm so <laughs> successful right now. That's me if I drink one glass of water. I'm like, this, I have small wins in my life. Count small the small wins. wins. Like, yeah. Yeah. Count the small wins. Okay. Okay. So, so you run, go for so a run. I, like I will go for a run yeah. or like stretch or okay. wake myself up physically, basically. Yeah. Always try and drink as much water as possible, especially with Moulin Rouge, because there's not enough time to drink any water in that show. Um. <laughs> And then I will have breakfast, head to the theatre, then we'll do another warm-up and a vocal warm-up, check in with everyone. They'll do the offs so that anyone who's off and any alternates or covers or swings are on. And then we'll rehearse things if we need to, do a lift call to make sure no one drops anyone. Mm. And then the show starts, really. I mean, my two show day is really basic. Mm-hmm. It was like, what did you do this morning? I was like, I woke up. Yeah. Came here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like a one show day is kind of varied. Like I'm here. I've got a show later. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It's quite nice to have like your full days. Yeah. Especially in summer. Do you I mean, have days where you aren't, well, obviously you have days where you're not doing shows. What are those days like? It depends. Like last, uh, when you, when I do like, six days a week because I'll get to do um, five days on this show. Thank mm. goodness. When it is <laughs> five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I get two days. Get a weekend. Oh, it's so Yeah. Cute. Well, I haven't had it yet, but you know, <laughs> it will be really nice when I get it next week. Um, uh, sometimes in certain shows and certain weeks, I'm I'm just going to be in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not talking to anyone mm. and saving my energy. Mm. <laughs> Look, it's just such a demanding job. Like, it physically, be. mentally, mm. all of the above. Mm. Like, it, I feel like if I did this job, I would be a hermit crab. Is that the right animal? Yeah. <laughs> just like in my own world. Just, and then I'll come out and I'll be like, guys, I'm amazing. And then I'll go back into my hermit. And, and then you go back. Yeah. Because like, you like hibernate. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It can be really. And sometimes I overestimate, underestimate. And I go, fill my diary with things. Mm. And I'm like, get to the end of the week. I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. Mm-mm. I can't speak to anyone. I can't be on. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so. Yeah, either chill or see my family mm-hmm. and friends, have a bit of a, a life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to feel, feed your soul even if your body's tired. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find more balance with life as well this, this time. I feel like but. that's an ongoing battle with everyone, just just finding balance. It's also difficult when you really like your job. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
then you remember like you've neglected all the other parts yeah. of life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Gosh. And so you mentioned how like physically demanding the role is. What, like technically, how does that work? Like in what ways do you have to be trained to be able to be in Moulin Rouge? Um, there's those aspects. The actual training we get is things like aerial, um, being on the swing and things like that. Um, and we learn the routines, but I kind of, I think because of my interest in sport, I'm kind of like very into mm. like training for a job mm. because I hate taking mm. sick days mm. as well. Like I mm. just want to be, I want to do it and do it well all the time. Yeah. Um, at least try. <laughs> um, so like an element of it is like trying to correct my sleeping patterns mm. and making sure I know what I can eat between shows mm. and without feeling like the extra stress because I mean the job is stressful enough life's stressful enough why make it more stressful yeah. by like not treating yourself right yeah. yeah but things like being in heels um even though they're like really tiny heels they creep up on you or if mm. you're on a raked stage mm. a raked stage will break your back before mm. you even know it like yeah you don't start developing all these muscles Oh to goodness. try and keep yourself like upright. I literally can't even imagine being in heels. But we went to an event recently and we had like small heels on and I was like, I, I walked, I literally walked through central London with my bare feet after. Yeah. Oh, no, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, whatever I stand on can't be, can't be worse than the pain I'm feeling right now. So massive props about the heels <laughs> just alone. Like despite the dancing, the singing, like congratulations. Thanks. For being able to wear those heels. Speaking of the singing, actually, mm. I wanted to ask, because I was on your Spotify yeah. and I saw you on the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Yeah. What is that process like of recording a musical soundtrack? It's kind of the... No, it's not the same as like in music. Um, well, you've already started the production. Mm. Well, no, we hadn't. We, we were still in rehearsals. Okay. So they're, we're, especially with something like Prince of Music, they were still adjusting and making changes and one of the songs were written in rehearsals oh my gosh and then an orchestrate orchestrator will take it away mm. and make up the parts for the band mm. and then the band records and then you're essentially just recording over the music oh, so the, the band's already played the score's already done the score will be done by the time you get into the studio oh okay nice yeah i don't know why i thought it would be like you're recording with the piano and a composer they, because they used to do that in the old oh, no, no. <laughs> way back where everyone was in a room you know you know you've yeah. seen those films where there's like a microphone yeah. in the middle of the room yeah. and the whole band which actually would like be amazing the they, yeah. just, they just don't record like yeah. that anymore Interesting. you're actually in i actually quite like recording because you're like in a little booth yeah, yeah. By yourself. Yeah. Somebody's got like a little screen and they're talking to you over like an intercom thing. Yeah. Um, especially like something like in Heartless that you, I, you don't need everyone around you. Interesting. No. That's really cool. I feel like Abbey Road lies to us because every time I see a video of Abbey Road, it's like a whole, everyone goes in like 50 people and they all record at the we same did the, like, time. We did do the chorus. Like, the, yeah, literally. The, um, like the ensemble backing vocals, like everyone okay. was in a room together then, okay. which is kind of more yeah. fun than being on a yeah. booth on your own. Yeah, um, definitely. But never usually like with the band. Mm -hmm. I think they still do as live ones mm -hmm. like that, but I've, I don't, I can't say I've been lucky enough to do one of those. No. Maybe soon. <laughs> Maybe one day. One I'll day. Add it to the list. Have um, you done one for Moulin Rouge? No, we won't get to do one for Moulin oh. Rouge. Because albums for musicals don't make that much money. Okay. So it's mainly, mainly for promotional purposes mm. and they already have it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Which is I sad. Yeah, I, love is a, sad. I love recording. 
Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> we are interrupting this broadcast. Guys, if you are enjoying this episode, please make sure to subscribe and drop us a comment. And also check us out on audio platforms and give us a rate because it really helps us out. Back to the episode. Bye. That's so, yeah, that is sad. I wish they would, because sometimes I'll see something in the theater and want to listen to that specific cast mm. right mm. and like not necessarily the original cast from 20 years ago yeah. which is yeah. obviously still great but, but they develop and change and people have their own yeah. exactly yeah. they have their own stars i'm sure your version is going to be different to someone else's I version i think they should just start doing like unofficial ones yeah maybe that's, yeah maybe that's a thing honestly maybe maybe but i don't know how legal right so yeah i mean it'll be definitely <laughs> i was like might be a few hurdles but i'm sure you can make it work like a musical pirate station as a team yeah <laughs> I do want to like talk about Moulin Rouge though because um, had, did you ha- go into this? Had you seen it? The, I think there's two films, right? Original and then yes. the, the Nicole so, Kidman one. Mm-hmm. I'd seen the film okay. and then when I was auditioning, I watched a really the, the, the one from yeah. way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The thing that I really loved with this version is because I feel like, felt like the music was more relevant to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um like I love film generally and the cinematography and mm. what Baz did with it mm-hmm. is incredible. Mm-hmm. And Nicole Kidman is stunning. Yeah. And I loved the concept of it. Mm. Um, but I didn't, I know a lot of people have an emotional attachment to the film. I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I heard the music to this Moon and Rouge, I was like, that's, mm. that's, that's my jam. That's <laughs> my friend is obsessed with the Nicole Kidman Moon on Rouge. I don't know if she's going to be embarrassed, but Lizzie, she, she <laughs> is literally, <laughs> yeah, sorry girl. And she just had her tonsils out, so I hope you're doing well. <laughs> she is obsessed. Like, I think it's probably her most watched film ever. Oh and um, we're coming to see the show. I don't know when. Hi. Her dad got oh, her nice. tickets for her birthday. Um, so I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to go with her because I just know she's literally going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> but I have seen um, videos of because I haven't been yet, so I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. But the people video when they first go in and there's like moving the pre-show. stuff. The pre-show. Yeah. What the hell is that? Whole experience. Like it's, you the normally just go experience. in as a curtain down and then whatever, well, but this looks insane. I've seen pre-shows before and my my thing is I always just feel sorry for the actors <laughs> doing the pre-show. <laughs> so because good. sometimes they're just not enough yeah. to, to for them to have to start like a whole 15 minutes early. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sorry oh. about it. But this, the, the pre-show is so sexy. Yeah. I love it. And because they've like redone the whole theatre, like mm. there's velvet on the walls and um, Derek McLean's just amazing mm-hmm. with sets generally. His mm-hmm. detail is ridiculous. So the whole the whole building is, a, you just enter a club and mm. that's what they feel that they want. So cool. And like the can-can seats are like a part of the club. And oh. So you just have these yeah. beautiful women and men just yeah. strolling around in like slow motion. Yeah. And, the, co- the amazing costumes and it's probably one of the stillest parts of the show mm-hmm. but there's still so much going on yeah like it's getting you riled up like yeah have you seen um cabaret I've in the kick because i haven't so i can't speak okay. but i know that they have a pre-show yeah they have yeah. like different sections yeah of things going like on. a literal mm-hmm. walking it's like a club yeah oh i really need to do that as so well sure. like yeah. i love an immersive i know that obviously going to the theater is immersive as as it is, you know. But I feel like having these little bits before, as much as it's horrible for the actors, sorry guys, is... When it's done well, yeah, it's really nice. It's, yeah. I feel like it's just so exciting. Yeah. But yeah. Very nice. Okay, so we do this thing when we have guests and we ask them what their big five is. So this is basically the five pieces of art, you could say, whether it's film, TV, music, writing, whatever it is, that has either influenced you or you just love so much. So we want to talk about your big five with you. 
Really? Let's get into it. I mean, this is a really hard question mm-hmm. because I feel like people are slightly disappointed by my choices because no, they're not be. intelligent. They're just no, 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 no. <laughs> they're my they favorite need ones. To be intelligent. Right? They're yeah. just like, they just they need to I'm not, I mean, yeah. people do though. People get really upset with me. Okay. Um, one of them, which well, is an intelligent piece, I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But um, my favorite play when I first started in theater and I think it was one of the ones that kind of made me want to stay in the industry because I saw what was possible was People, Places and Things Ooh, okay. um, by Duncan McMillan mm-hmm. and Denise Goff mm-hmm. was playing the lead mm-hmm. who is unreal. Have you, did you see it at I all? Know. It's about this woman who um, is an addict and she goes into um, uh, rehab mm-hmm. and about her experience there and her getting over it and trying to mend relationships with her family and herself basically. Mm-hmm. And it was so good and mm-hmm. it's written so well. And it was I watched it on a matinee before I had a show in the evening. And mm-hmm. the whole time I couldn't understand how Denise Goff was going to do another show mm-hmm. because she was just mm-hmm. leaving everything on that stage. And mm-hmm. I, My goodness. I was like, I want to do a piece like this yeah. and I want to be an actor like that. Mm-hmm. When When did you see this? This was like... Like it's my first job in Beautifuls eight years ago. Okay, interesting. When I went to New York, and I wish it would come back. Yeah, yeah. Like I really wish it would. I love stories that focus on well, just like rehab in general as a topic. I love when it's like in film and TV and theatre, and like destigmatizing it in a way, yeah. and kind of mm. just applauding people for taking those steps instead of it being like a shameful thing. Exactly. That people look at so that's really amazing because it's, it so, it it's so easy to like stigmatize addicts yeah and um, because sometimes a lot of what they put out into the world ends up being negative yeah mm-hmm. but it's a con it's like a real personal battle absolutely um that i have to have a bit of empathy mm-hmm. for yeah definitely um but the way it was made was so well and then i just got obsessed with duncan mcmillan a little bit mm-hmm. and then started <laughs> reading and watching everything that he ever done yeah nice. i feel like i have seen i've watched musicals since i was young but only in the last maybe four years i've been watching like plays and now i go a lot to plays and musicals and whatever so everything that i missed i, I feel like jealous that i didn't have that like well i guess i was younger so i wouldn't have just gone anyway but you know when it's just like i want these things to come back on yeah. repeat because like i hear things from people and i'm like yeah well i didn't go to that. so yeah i need to see it i love a play. and now i love a play i, love I a just play. love a play I think I'd choose a play over a musical, mm. but I see, I guess I see, I guess they're even, but I see more musicals because my friends are in them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the musicals are, are fun and like, obviously they can be hard hitting and sad, but I feel like plays really, they don't have the music that they can like use. I don't know, as, yeah. a, as a tool, whereas no they literally almost. have to be that. And I just I love a good play. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, very nice. What's your number two? Yeah. My number two. Um, so I had a few on my list, mm. but one of the ones I was thinking on the way here is, is, is a rogue one. And not many people have seen it. Okay. So I'm just going to highlight it for everyone. Sure. Um, it's called The Boys. Oh, okay. It's on Amazon. Oh, the, the Amazon show. Yeah. <laughs> the superhero the one. The superhero <laughs> one. Okay, Because fine, I fine. think the concept is so, I quite like okay. things. Usually I'll go for things like, I don't know if you've seen Fleischman is in trouble no. or um, easy. It's just basically about people living normal lives mm-hmm. okay. and getting divorced and mm-hmm. relationships and bad stuff happening. Okay. Yeah. I just love the way people choose to depict that yeah, and yeah. it be interesting on screen. Okay. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. But the boys is basically a concept of if super, if 
if kind of humans or superheroes because we expect them to be inherently good, mm-hmm. if they would just had all the flaws mm. of a normal person. Okay. So like, yeah, this corporation, basically these, these these people end up being superheroes because their parents decide to like drug them when they're younger because they want them to be famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's this group called the Seven and the Seven are these seven superheroes um, who fight crime. But the Seven is also a corporate business. So there's all the, yeah. there's all the politics of like, you have to have, one black person, one blonde, yeah. one person that everybody loves. Yeah. Like they, they they tick them off like they're in a in a band. Yeah. And one of them ends up being like spoiler, sorry. One of them ends up being racist. Like yeah. it's goodness. so funny yeah. and so like yeah. What well, that's what would happen if you give people power. Yeah, yeah. yeah, true. Interesting. I do think it's really smart. I think two things. Lizzie, who I mentioned earlier, loves this. <laughs> I feel like you'd get on really well, but um. Yes, I, there are some, I watched a bit and I did like it and there were some really good moments like the Pepsi thing with Kendall Jenner made me laugh so much. I do think that they're very smart, but the reason I didn't get into it is because I was working on a job once. I won't say the job because I don't want to get, you know, (laughs) and um, I was working with the background actors. So like extras slash can't call them that anymore. Um, what are they called? Essays. 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 Supporting artists. Supporting artists, yes. And I heard this really posh boy saying how much he loved the boys and he was in season two and he's la 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 and I was like I'm never watching this again because if this man and like I I mean I worked with him for a while and I just was like absolutely anything he says I immediately I'm like no so maybe that I that's like a hurdle I need to go over but if uh, yeah like, give it some time I'll like, give it I some understand time, how like, people can change you know, things <laughs> I didn't want to have anything similar I didn't want to relate to him you know but now now you told me I'm like okay maybe <laughs> I need to positive, just pack it in positive memories yeah it, but it, it is know, really, okay. I just think it's so yeah it's funny because yeah I can see that happening yeah interesting yeah. and you like it because um what's his name from Gossip Girls in it Nate Really? What's okay. Him? I don't know. Um, yeah, he's in it. Chase Crawford. Chase. Yeah. Interesting. I'll add that to the list. Okay. Sure. It is. It is a good. It's a good easy like what. It's not okay. like you said Prime Video. Yes. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Number three. Uh, so this is a book. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so it was a book when I read when I was nine. Oh, I love and that. And then again when I was fifteen. Yeah. And actually, the reason why I started like I think I want to dance. Um. It's called The Ballet Shoes by Noel Stratfield. Oh, nice. And it's about these, and I think I, I resonated, it's because it's about these three sisters and I'm very close to my sisters mm-hmm. and they were adopted from like different parts of the world. But now I'm saying it out loud, it's really weird because this rich man just adopts these three children. Okay. <laughs> I see you frowning. <laughs> it's not. Is it a kid's book? Well, I guess if you're ready. It, yeah, it's okay, a kid's book. Um, yeah, there's no like CD business going on. Um, <laughs> It's like he's on a cruise one day and and his mother the mother drowns and oh, okay. he, he, this baby needs a home so he's got loads of money but he basically collects fossils mm-hmm. and he ends up collecting these children along the way and he's never home because he's go out collecting these fossils so mm-hmm. he lives in this big old house and leaves them with the nanny for years at a time and comes back every so often with a new fossil and a new child so mm-hmm. there's like three <laughs> there's like three children okay. but then one day like he goes away for so long they don't really know where he is. And because it's back in, I don't know what the year was, and there was no mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, they're starting to run out of money. Mm. And then they end up getting into um, performing and ballet mm. to try. Uh, oh, they basically start renting out the house for, with lodgers. Mm-hmm. And one of them's a ballet teacher. One of them's like a scientist or something. Mm, yeah. So they end up teaching them things. And the, the ballet teacher says to one of them, I think her mum 
originally was a ballet dancer. It's like, you've got the hot body to do ballet. Mm. You should come to the school. And they all, all end up going. Um, the one that actually is most successful isn't actually the one with the ballet dancer. Mm. I think she goes into like mechanics or something. Interesting. Um, but it's just them, their life into like working mm -hmm. in ballet and yeah. adjusting to their life. They did make a, like a BBC film of it some years later. But yeah, so I read it once when I was nine and then again, and I wrote to the author, I mean, he wrote me like back, I was really excited Fan about mail. it. I know, right? I think that was like my first and only piece. I think <laughs> we had to do so it for school. Cool. Stop it. I think it was like a part of the library where I read it and then they asked us to write a letter to the mm, author. That's so um, cool. And then I read it again when I was 15. I was like, I, I genuinely, genuinely thought that I could start to do ballet and be a ballerina yeah. when I was 15. That's, that's what you thought too. me literally now. Yeah, so. and... Uh, <laughs> Bad turnout, bad feet. Yeah. Like it was never going to okay. happen, but it led me yeah. into a beautiful direction. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? With kids' books, they're actually really deep. Yeah, yeah, like I always thought when I was a kid, like you don't really. I mean, I guess this made an impact on you, but I just feel like I was reading things and not like actually taking away the message. And now I look back and I'm like, they were trying to tell us stuff from a young age, yeah. and we just kind of like tunnel vision through it. But okay, that sounds really nice. Really nice. Yeah. So. It's a beautiful read. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't read it like in the last, what, how many years? Mm -hmm. So it might be really poor, but I don't think it's the impact. How it felt to you. It's yes. a nostalgia for me. Yeah, very nice. Yes. Okay, what's number four? Number four is very nostalgic as well. <laughs> Labyrinth. Ooh, I've heard about that. Yeah. I literally made a YouTube video because I'm a YouTuber and I spoke about that video literally last week. I mean, the movie last week. Yeah. Because they have a masquerade ball scene. And we went to a masquerade ball. Oh, so I was I like see. going through the history of masquerades and um, yeah, Labyrinth came up. So that's very cool. Yeah, I, I just, I loved things like the puppetry in it. Mm -hmm. And it was so like far out. It just, it just played with your imagination yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. And the bubbles, like mm -hmm. I used to dream about the bubbles yeah. and the staircases yeah. and it was like a fever dream film. Same yeah. with Moulin Rouge, I'm not going to lie. That, that <laughs> gave fair, complete yeah. amounts of... They have very... I feel like there's similarities there. Like, I... Yeah. Those two, Beetlejuice is another one that I just watched Beetlejuice. and I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of others in that, like, genre. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. That kind of... All of that sort of, like, Little Shop of Horrors. Like, that kind of collectively oh, is... That was a good film. So good. Oh, the original film <laughs> was so I mean? like, good. So I really see parallels for you. Yeah. yeah, maybe that was your like. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was your uh, yeah. I just, subconscious. <laughs> I just loved the play with the camera. I think. Mm. Yeah. I think before I'm interested in theatre and I like studied film at A levels because I just loved imagery and how mm. things were put together. Mm. Um. Yeah, so I think that ticks yeah. all those those boxes for me. Quickly before number five, then do you have a favorite filmmaker? Or do you have like a selection of like favorite filmmakers? I have one that I have a selection like as I've grown older, but I really loved Tim Burton. Mm. Oh, okay, very nice. Yeah. very nice. Mm. I used to be obsessed with Disney when I was younger. We used mm -hmm. to want to be a Disney animator. Yeah, and then I think it was like the night before Christmas. Did I make that? Mm -hmm. I need to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was my transition into knowing about him and like stop uh, motion. Stop motion. Mm -hmm. and yes. Like. I, w I really wanted to be an anime yeah, yeah. And the fact that he started off at Disney and mm -hmm. then found his like distinctive look yeah. and feel to his films. Yeah. yeah. 
I really enjoyed that. You'd really love the Cartoon Museum, if you haven't heard of it already. It's in Farringdon, like Oxford Circus area. They had a really cool exhibit about stop motion film and they've got a collection of thousands of cartoons and like the the origin of animation. It's so cool. You would love it. Definitely check that out. I love that. I used to be obsessed with... I don't know, you know, you feel like you've had so many different lives yes. and so many different obsessions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's like, literally me. I remember that person, like, yeah. being obsessed yeah. with that era. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. literally. That's something we can definitely relate to. Yes. I feel like, literally, since I was young, I've had such an, like, obsessive personality. And it's so... And I feel like people make fun of it, but I also just think it's made me who I am because of all these completely wacky, ridiculous storylines yeah. I've tried to live. Yeah. And I'm still trying to live. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Life is so long. Life's so long and so short. Why yeah. Not? Why yeah. not? I've got time. I yeah. know. I literally <laughs> said to someone the other day, I was like, I need to be a rock star. I need to live like a quiet life in the in the hills, like in the, in the cottage somewhere. I need to be like a bookkeeper. Like I need to do all these things. And I was like, how am I ever going to do that in this lifetime? I mean, yeah, because originally I, the joke is, I, Too when many. I left school, because I was so shy, I, I started off in accounts. Mm. <laughs> I was working for an accounts, mm-hmm. like working in the accounts department of a company and was going to do my ACCA. I mm. thought I was going to be like a fully fleshed accountant. But That's I what my mum did. Sleep. Yeah, I would literally. Yeah, sleep. so I changed. Yeah. So there's time. Yeah, there is time. We can Gosh. do whatever we want. My theory is like, do what you enjoy for as long as you enjoy it, and then don't do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That I is so that. valid. We're clipping that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll finish on your number five. Number five. Oh, I don't know if I had a five. I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you like a rogue? Do you want to do like an honourable mention? Yes. <laughs> yes. what do you yeah. know what actually I would like to on the thing of like inspiring what inspired you to do things Katie Braben mm-hmm. as an actress she knows this so mm-hmm. I hope I'm not embarrassing her but sorry about it <laughs> um, so my first um, my first jo- the first job I got was beautiful I did two months of like two other shows like a month each mm-hmm. before that but then watching Katie Braben work and rehearse is and watching people place in things is the reason why I'm mm. still doing theatre. Mm. Because she approaches things. I was one of those annoying people that thought they didn't like musicals. Mm. Mostly because I didn't hadn't seen a lot and yeah. or and or heard about bad ones. Because I think yeah. it's really hard to get a good musical. Yeah. Get a musical right. Yeah. yeah. And she approached it the way she approached it as an actor was just inspiring mm-hmm. and watching her like grow. She won Olivier and still just continued to mm-hmm. work on with the character for the whole time she was doing it. Mm. Amazing. And to me was absolutely flawless Amazing. Um, and lovely. So honorable mention. I'm so obsessed with that because crazy. this is the first time we've had like a human being as the, as the fifth. Oh really? Like, thing. Yeah. And I is. think people should do that more. Yeah, definitely. I think it's what I think I've, because I kind of le- I've learned on every job. The people that I work with mm. are so important to me. Hundred percent. Like 100%. I, like the cast of Moulin Rouge now, and I say it to them, but I don't. Th- I think they think I'm just gassing them up. <laughs> but I generally mean it. Like they're amazing. Yeah. Mm. And I've taken so many things from so many people I've worked with. Yeah. Like I've got a, li- a little list. Yeah, like yeah. they might have said one line to yeah, me, but yeah. I've carried it with me and. Yeah. Especially as you spend so much of your time with these people, more than your family. Absolutely. Like, it's nice when you like them and you don't have to pretend yeah. to like them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really so good. cool. My stylist as well. Quickly, before <laughs> we finish, I need to know, what are some of your favourite musicals? Okay. Um, this is a, I find this question really hard. This is hard because um, you said you were a disliker slash non-believer and now you, yeah, you're in one. Um, Colour Purple. Yes. Mm. 
Oh, I watched it on mm-hmm. Broadway with Cynthia. I missed it when it was here, but mm-hmm. I need to see. It. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to see that on Broadway. My heart. Mm-hmm. So you need to see them. I was just I had so many emotions watching that. Oh. Yeah, it's such a beautiful piece. Okay. Um, I watched Gypsy. Okay. Yeah. With Amelda Salton, and I didn't yeah. think I'd like it. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was such a well done classic yeah. musical. Okay. Yeah. Like, I haven't I, seen that. Yeah, I, I think I know some of the songs from that. It, it, I really enjoyed mm, it. Really good. Um, and Groundhog Day. Fine. Ooh, okay. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah, fine. Must. Oh, I, I'm a little bit biased, but actually, it's just <laughs> no, a really, I really good show. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today Thanks in the studio. Me. Where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. Tanisha L. Spring. Mm-hmm. And in Moulin Rouge. And, and in Moulin oh, Rouge. Oh, yeah. We might as well plug as it. As a human. As a human. Links <laughs> down below. <laughs> Links down below to buy tickets. <laughs> and then also I saw that we can vote for you in the you What's On Stage Awards for Best Performer in a Musical. Oh, Best Performer in a Musical at Groundhog Day, but okay. Best Takeover. I know I've had a really good year. Um, best, <laughs> best Takeover for Moulin Rouge. Okay, amazing. Yeah. We'll leave all the links down yeah. below so people can vote. Thank you. Get tickets to Moulin Rouge. Follow you on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.